Mysterious Woods, a podcast by Squatch Dogs. There are many a great mystery on this planet, but none so compelling as those that happen in the cover of darkness. The woods will come alive as we unravel the secret she holds. Here are your hosts, Ann Walls and Big Dog Mendoza. Everybody, thank you for joining Mysterious Woods. I'm your host, Ann Walls. And Big Dog. And tonight we have a mutual friend. Her name is Cindy Goodbreak. And I know a lot of people in the Bigfoot community know who she is. I've heard some uh, very interesting stories about her Bigfoot encounters, not only out in the Angelina Forest, but also on her property. So, I'd like to welcome Cindy Goodbreak to the show. Hi. Hi. How are y'all doing? Coming from. I'm in North Idaho and it's hot up here. Can't believe it. (laughs) You're from Texas originally, though, right? Oh, yeah. But um, when it gets nighttime, it's going to be. It'll be cool, probably like in the, I don't know, maybe the 50s. But the Mm. other day it got like. It got like in the high 30s at night. Ooh, wow. sounds like heaven. <laughs> it does. I don't know. Takes- my friend, yeah, my friend was driving in somewhere in Montana, and it was like snowing. If you can believe that. Oh wow. Whoa. Yeah, but that was just a freak storm or something. You need uh, one of those, yeah. don't we, big dog? Yeah, it's warm. It's to- 100 degrees during the day, and it's 100 degrees God. at night. No doubt. Now, I'm from South Texas, so I grew up on the Gulf of Mexico, So, but I moved to Dallas for 20-something years, and then we came up here in 2004, so it, it was a culture shock. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I want to go ahead and get started. I was just learning last week from two of my friends, Michelle and Russell Miller, that you had a quite scary encounter in the Angelina National Forest at this dead-end road with quite a few people. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So about that one incident, I'm trying to think exactly what year it was because my memory is kind of going down the tubes. Um. We it was at Boykin Springs, mm-hmm. and the the guys known as the Bigfoot Outlaws, y'all know who those guys are. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Barracuda. Okay, so all those guys, I um, researched with a lot of them. I don't. They didn't have the name at that time. We were just a group of friends uh, who would go out to different locations. Um, so on this one particular day, some of us had some things happen, and I know Bear has told his part of the story, and he's told it very well, very eloquently of what happened to him. Um, I can tell you that there was a lot of people there that night, and I can't remember exactly why um, Bear tells in his version um i was with a group of people and then i think there was some extra people that came along and i don't remember who invited them or why or who it was but we were um just out doing our thing and there would be different things that we would do um sometimes we would be out for hours um you know, maybe a lot till two or three in the morning. And so Kelly is a girl who is, she was my best friend. She has passed away. Kelly was very sensitive to anything that we would um, talk, uh, call infrasound, I guess. So mm-hmm. back then, back then, um, I know Kumbo introduced it or talked about it. And um, I, I really didn't know what was what was happening at that time. Um, 
we were there in two vehicles, if I'm telling the story correctly. And I was out in the woods and I could see Kelly like in front of me. She was standing like not too far away from me, probably like, um, I don't know, maybe 20 feet or maybe not even that far away. And I just could not move. I just, I was, I was literally frozen, immobile. Something was, had hit me. I, I just could not move. I don't know how else to describe it. And I saw Kelly in front of me and I swear she was lit up. She was like lit up, like outlined and it's hard to describe. And it seemed like a long time, but I couldn't turn my head. And then I was just released. And I really don't know what happened afterwards, um, other than when we left, it was it was kind of crazy because when we entered the location, there was um, when we exited out, there was like a branch or a tree blocking the pathway. So uh, I'm trying to think other than in Kumbo's truck, he always had these big trucks. And if I'm correct, it might have been a Ford. I would like to say it was a Dodge, but it was I think it was a Ford. And he had this dog. Um, what was his name? It was a big German Shepherd. Bo, I think. Well, anyway, I was sitting in the back seat. Um, and I could not see nothing because Bo had got like right in front of me. So that was a crazy night. I know that a lot of um there was a lot more than usual. Um I'm going to say Sasquatches coming out of the woods. Um, different people had different equipment, and I can't remember exactly what I was trying to think today. I was going to try to go hear Bear's version of, of the story. Maybe I could remember. But all I know was that was a really crazy night, and I just, I've never experienced anything like that. I didn't know what had happened. Kelly even had told me later that she had the same thing happen to her and um she was really just her eyes were, would get big she would just get really really sensitive to anything um and all i can tell you is i was nauseous um and i, I was like tired for two days because when i came home my husband said what is wrong with you and i just i was just like i was just out of it and I worked in Dallas, Texas, so I would have to drive from Lake Tawakening to my office, and I just didn't function. And I think after that, I didn't go out for a while, um, and I really don't remember why. I don't think that scared me that much, but I think that a lot was hap happening, like, really fast, and then I think also at that time, it was hard for me to to take off because I was gone like once or twice a month um it was always the the big thicket the big thicket but Lake Tawakini is east of Dallas I mean yes east of Dallas but when you keep going I think it's on is it I-20 I-45 going to Houston Huntsville um so we have been to the big thicket um, many, many times, uh, just horseback riding. But on that one night, I think that was like the worst, the worst night ever. Um, and I, if I'm correct, also, we got some really crazy recordings from that night. It sounded like Jurassic Park. Uh, you know, there was like a T-Rex sound from far away. I kid you not, but a lot of people have um, audios like that. I might even have one um that i will that i sent you so the audio is very very aggressive but um as far as what happened that night um that's pretty much it now i was listening to i'm not sure whose account it was because i'm not familiar with kumbo or bear i've heard the names mm -hmm. but i don't know who they are but one of them had a video on YouTube talking about that night. 
And he was saying that um, there were about 18 Sasquatch around that night and that they were very aggressive towards the group. Do you remember? Well, you, I know you don't remember, but as you were leaving, did you see anything in the wood line? Anything at all? So, um, no, I did not see anything in the wood line. I just remember um, the number 18 coming up. And I know I've told the story once. And when I de described um, the extra people that were there, I think I might have said in another podcast, using the number 18 as an example of how many people were there. Mm -hmm. So you're saying 18 Sasquatch. Um, you know, maybe I got that mixed up with of uh, the actual number of what we saw. What, <clears throat> what I can tell you is I remember Bear saying uh, he had been chased and he said something. And I do not. But it happened because other people witnessed it. And mm -hmm. these people. Or like my family. Um, so, uh, no, I did not see. Because when we were leaving, something was just blocking the, the entryway. And I think people just got out and just plowed out over it. And we just got out of there. So, but <laughs> I, I did plow not. over it, too. <laughs> yes. Um, the only thing I remember is just, um, just, you know, trying to get out of there. Because it was, um, I think Bear was yelling. For everyone to leave um kumbo might even have been trying to round everybody up and when we were leaving um i had heard later of some of the things that had happened like to bear and then Lori, she's with night callers i think she was there that night and she had a crazy encounter she had something happen to her also are oh. you talking about lauren no not lauren Lori oh. hood her her oh, mom. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. So, um, you have how many acres do you live on? Almost six, five Almost and six. something. I don't know the exact. Yeah. And you've had some things going on at, out at your place, haven't you? Okay, so <clears throat> maybe yes. Um, so we're. I live, it's in a town called Blanchard, and six miles down the road is a town called Spirit Lake. Spirit Lake is one of two lakes in the world that has um, a sealed bottom. And there is something about that that is important. Um, the area here um, was like glaciers and all that. And also, the people that lived here before the the pioneers or whatever, there is a lot of, like Spirit Lake is named Spirit Lake for a reason. There's a story of uh, a young maiden who was supposed to marry a young man from an, another tribe. And because of her, her father, uh, forced marriage. So she ended up with, the real love of her life, they ended up committing suicide, um, either jumping off a rock or something. So that's why it's called Spirit Lake, because of the legend. But also, it's not just that. There's a lot of other things that people <laughs> have called and told me that they have seen. Like I said, I'm really only into Sasquatch. I never knew there was anything like a dogman, I guess. Mm -hmm. I've yeah. I've heard I've heard things of that. I've heard things of just natives like ghosts doing their I've heard chanting in my woods. I have picked chanting up on my audios. I have heard like rums and something else i like the maracas something like that mm. like tribal um, drums yes 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 like okay. a ceremony or something okay. and it's it was just like what the heck is going on i ended up 
talking with other people like from the Colville Nation and from the Spokane tribe and from the Coeur d'Alene tribe to find out what was happening, like what the heck is going on. And they just said, well, heck, your, <laughs> your mountain is called Hoodoo. It was named by the First Nations people. And there's so much behind that. Other people have said of things that have happened to them that they have been up on the mountain and they have got, they have gotten lost. I have heard two stories of people going up on the mountain and they could not find their way home. They were disoriented. Excuse me. They were disoriented. They couldn't remember things and stuff like that is things that are related to infrasound. Now, of course, I'm taking a huge leap here, but just the things that I have picked up on my audio, I stopped recording for like um, almost a year or at least 10 months because I don't want to mess around with anything spiritual. Um, but it, so, so it's, it, so it seems like it's hard to separate the two. And then on top of that, um, I've had other things come around that I did not see with my own eyes, but things that have happened. Um, so does that answer your question, I guess? Yeah, it does. Um, as far as uh, hoodoo, you know, I, I think about Hoodoo, the voodoo, yeah. you know, hoodoo is a, is a spiritual, I call it voodoo. I call it a different form well, of there, voodoo. Well, it's hoodoo and, and voodoo are, are two different things. So they are just, uh, like a witchcraft type of mm -hmm. stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so that is totally separate. Um, I just don't know how else to describe it to you because there, there's just too much. There is unrest here in my whole area, all the way from Spirit Lake, all the way up to Newport. I mean, heck, who knows? You know, but that's a whole other topic. So when I first moved here in 2004, I um, just could not believe how pretty it was. And the first time I got down from my vehicle I smelt the pines and I remember trying to unload our horses because we had uh, we had traveled across the country in 2004 and we had a couple of horses I think three and two vehicles a couple of dogs and we had traveled like four or five days so after being here a couple of nights now my hope Excuse me, my whole place is wooded, so is the connecting properties, and there is two game trails on my property that continue to go up the mountain. They do cross over one, two private properties, and there is a power line not too far away. If I would cross my road, there's 10 acres, there's another road, then there's the power line, and it took, so... I will literally get my audio recorder and just put it on my porch. So I am going to send you, if, if I haven't already, some audio. One is going to sound like a silverback gorilla. I kid you not. Mm. I got that audio. I'm sorry. What what was that? Oh, I was just I was just uh, responding to that because I've heard similar recordings yes so in 2017 i started um what was it 2000 yes it was 2017 i um i just got some very inexpensive audio recorders from walmart to be honest i never planned on sharing anything i just wanted to know what was going on because in 2004, it was July when I moved here, and I went horseback riding a couple of times with my husband and with a friend of mine. My friend, her name is Amelia, she would come over 
we would go riding um, on two or three different occasions. We had different things happen to us, like um, just, you know, uh, like pebbles being tossed to us. And we would look. There was really nothing there. Um, but of course, there was woods. And then um, another time we were coming down the mountain and we were trying to find this cabin. Now, Amelia is a really good horsewoman. She can go down a steep hill and I will be like, okay, I, I'm going to have to zigzag, <laughs> to zigzag down because I'm not just going to go straight down. Um, on this one time, we were trying to find this cabin and we finally found the road. And it kind of went up and it had a switchback and we, we found this cabin and it was like very small. There was not much anything to it. It was kind of a dump. So we started to leave because it was getting late. And at that time we had to, we had, we had to be back home because the, the kids were coming home on the school bus. So we were running down this, this logging road and there was something in the bushes, two bikes of all things. And our horses just jolted to the left. And I swear I felt something hit my back. And then she turned around and she said, did you throw something at me? I said, no, I didn't throw nothing at you. I felt something, you know, hit me as well. But we weren't sure because again, our horses kind of got spooked. There was like something, I think two bikes uh, in the woods, which was in the trees, because we were coming down kind of running, not like not racing, but just kind of running. So there is something in the woods, which was two bikes, like someone just left two bikes there and they went to go explore and our horses just jolted. My horse jolted all the way to the left. I ended up fracturing my foot and wow. I didn't realize, yeah, that's how hard he hit. So she pulled her horse around and she said, I'm pretty sure something hit my back. So now we are at the bottom of this road and it's close to the main road, which goes back to where we live. So we're not up on the mountain anymore. We've pretty much ran down this road and then they got spooked. So I don't know if the bikes spooked them or if it was something else. Um, it was a couple of nights after that that I noticed my horses were um, looked a little different. Um, my husband was active military at the time. So on this one weekend, he was gone um, all weekend long. He was, um, they call it active guard reserve because he was over the motor pool. And so once a month, um, when all the the guys that would come for the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, um, he was there all weekend long. So this this weekend, I was outside in the morning. I, I'm pretty sure it was Saturday. And I had walked outside. And I noticed there was like a barefoot print by where we we fed him and I was like well that's weird because I thought well you know maybe it was one of us walking barefoot but when I pushed some of the, the stuff around like the old pine stuff that was um on the on the ground there on the floor the forest floor I would it was pretty clear it was not a foot print by me or by anybody else in my family and so I called my kid outside he was nine at the time my older son and he came outside and I said look and he saw it and I was like look that's a that's a print it's not from us and I said um see if we can find another print and but we didn't because I looked up at my horses and JJ, my horse, had kind of like a wavy mane, which is kind of hard to describe because it kind of looked like it was braided, but not as wavy. 
but it had a wave to it. So I noticed like a part in his tail. And then I saw like um, his mane was kind of like tangled, I guess. I've mm-hmm. heard people refer to it as different things. I wouldn't call it a braid. It's not a braid braid. And I had seen that on my horses um, in Lake Tawakini. Because we had nine horses at one time, um, and I had seen my husband's, um, um, what is it, a thoroughbred, yeah, it, it's not a quarter horse. He had a, uh, a thoroughbred, um, her name was Isla, and I had seen that also on um, her hair as well. And so I thought that was, like, really weird. And this was soon after me and Amelia had come back from that trip and then other things had happened nothing that i can definitely say for sure was related so i'm going to say could be like some feed was missing and i found the bag on past our property like okay it was like just dragged off so maybe something dragged it off i don't know um, but the feed was not where the horses could get it. So the horses could not have got it from its location and dragged it off. Plus, the bag of feed that was taken was, you know, pretty almost empty. So why did they get that bag versus another bag that could have been full? So I don't know. Just different things started happening. And then I would sit outside at night and then I would hear the animals i could hear the wolves i will never forget the first elk bugle that i heard that was something amazing winter came and i saw my first moose i just thought that was so amazing and my horses though did not like the moose that was Hmm. one of the things that would make them break out and they would take off down the road to the farm down the road. Um, so that happened a couple of times. And then um, in October, I thought, okay, well, this is weird. So all, all of this was like in 2004. So in October, I went up on top of the mountain with a friend uh, who was actually... Um, a neighbor who had heard some of my um, recordings that I had got from Texas, and um, she was um, very interested in the subject. So she came with me, um, I think it was like maybe four or seven miles up the mountain. And I honestly did not know what I was going to accomplish. I just drove up there with her. And at that time, I made... My first, what I'm going to say, call, which was a total no-no. And we stayed there for like, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15, 20 minutes. And she would not be quiet. My friend, she would not be quiet. She kept saying, well, are we going to hear something? Are we going to hear something? And I had told her before we got up there, we may hear something. We might not, we could be there all night. And I told her, I need you to just, um, you know, just stay quiet. Let's just try to hear. So we didn't last long at that location. So I thought, okay. Um, I drove to the other side of the mountain and we waited for, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes. And I made another call. So... At that time, I was trying to replicate something that happened to Lori um, in East Texas. And there is a whole other story behind that. And it's a very scary story that happened to Lori Hood and the people she was with. They have a very amazing audio to go with it. Um... And Lori, Lori told her story on Nightcaller's radio. So if you look up Lori Hood, it, it, it could even have been last year that she was um, that she talked with them on on their show. 
Okay. And she she played the audio, and I'm gonna tell y'all, <laughs> it was really crazy. Um, they w- came to this location, and one of the girls made a call. I'm gonna say it was a maybe a call of distress. I'm not sure, but they were trying to record, and within very soon afterwards, you could hear coming from far away like screams and they came like a whole bunch of them a whole bunch of them came like right where they were at and you can so Lori plays her audio and you can hear all of these just screams coming in then you can hear like the the like the alpha one I guess um and she's trying to pull in her audio. So here, here I am with my, my neighbor. And we had gone from one part of Hoodoo. We had made a call, went to the other. Well, within, I don't know, five minutes, you could hear the same thing. Hmm. So from where we were at originally, you could hear them coming. And at first I wasn't sure. But... My my neighbor had heard Lori's audio because before I left, Lori had made copies of different audios, um, and she she um, handed one to me and to some other people, and that is one of the audios of their encounter, and the same thing happened here. You could hear them coming from the other side of the mountain like to where we were at and they were very loud there was a whole lot of them and i'm just going to tell you we got in the car and i went down this road and i went to the freeway to take like a loop and then i came home because that was uh probably two and a half miles from my house so my neighbor is like okay that was crazy that was not a wolf and I said no no that wasn't a wolf so the next day we played the audio we replayed it to be sure and she just said that's the same that's the same noise said wow that's crazy so that that I think was the 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 first time that after that they were coming around to my property that's when I noticed so I'm pretty sure that I'm not going to say that I called them to my property. I think they just know. Um, and then after time, they would come around. I would hear things. Um, like what kind of things yeah. would you hear? So like uh, we would be outside and you could hear like just howling, you know, like just like the the different moaning sounds like the, have you heard like the, the moan, howl, um, kind of like, in fact, I have a recording that I am going to send you. Okay. And I, it's the same thing. And we, we've heard that over and over from different distances. And we would hear, uh, we would hear it a lot, like, I don't know, maybe after midnight. Um, if we can't sleep, I will go on the porch and I'll try to try to hear stuff. This is before 2017. So um, we would just hear like, you know, just screams, moans, long, sad howls, just basically everything. And um, my dogs at the time, though, I had my dogs at the time, I did not have a fence. So I really didn't pay a lot of attention to my my dogs. My horses, on the other hand, um, they pretty much seemed okay for the most part. And then... Other things started happening. Uh, we had gone to West Virginia for a year. And so I left my house here and we went to West Virginia in 2000, let's see, six to 2007. So when I came back, um, it was, it was kind of crazy because um, my husband had a surgery um, and there's a female, I'm going to say, I suspect coming around and 
I say that because before we left to go to West Virginia, um, it was, let's see, summertime. It was pretty cool outside, but it's, it's cool here all the time. Um, my friend says it's summertime, even though I want to say it was fall, but she says it was summertime because she called me this night um, in 2006. My friend called me and she said, um, hey, so they're going to Iraq. So I had to give the phone to my husband because the her husband, who was the, I think this first sergeant, um, had to talk to my husband because it was official. So I handed him the phone and it was dark. So I went outside to go feed the horses and um, I was upset and um, I cried a little bit. Um, I shouldn't be embarrassed to say that, but I was. So I went behind this barn building that we have and I was kind of just, you know, just standing there and I kind of just had my back against this building and I kind of just slid down to the ground and I just kind of had a good cry, but not too much because the timing wasn't right. I had to go back inside. And then I heard like a cooing noise coming from the woods. And I jumped up and I thought, what the heck was that? So I ran to the backyard. My husband was still on the phone and I saw him hang up the phone and I heard it again, but this time um, not as loud. And so I thought, well, that's really strange because we had, I've heard that before when I've been with some of the other people, some of the other females um, in, the, in the, the big thicket, we've heard the, the cooing noise. And some of, the, some of the other people that I have been with have described the same noise. I don't know what that's about. It's, I don't know, maybe it how, was how um, something. Go ahead. How does that sound like? Are you saying cooing? Like coo? Okay, so, so how a, a mom would would be concerned for her child, like a ooh, something oh, like okay. that. Okay, so I was upset, you know, standing where I was, and I heard this coming from the woods. So I stood up and I ran to, back to my backyard where the light is at. And um, at that time, we only had the light in the backyard. Um, now I have more than one light in my backyard all over the property. But at that time, I ran back to where my the the light was like in the the circle area, I guess, of the outline area. And when my husband got off the phone, um, I thought, okay, I'm gonna go in. This is it, because when you are a military wife and when stuff like this happens, you have to like you have to like train yourself. You have to prep yourself. Um, to to be strong and so I collected myself together and I went inside the house and um, that was it he, he didn't really want to talk about it so I thought okay all right so that's it so after that he left to go to Iraq and we stayed here for um, six months and I don't really remember anything at that time that had happened but we went to West Virginia for a year and I had stuff happen there. We lived off the Greenbrier River, but nothing significant. I would just hear things. Um, we lived in, what was the name of that town? Not Raynell, Lewisburg, Virginia, West Virginia. It was on the border of Virginia. Roanoke was two and a half miles away. My husband was over the motor pool at the Raynell, West Virginia unit. I don't remember the name, like the 321st Engineer Battalion. He was over here in North Idaho. I don't remember the one in West Virginia. So I, by a fluke chance, we lived off the Greenbrier River. And 
I heard things in the woods, but I didn't pursue it. I, 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 I just didn't want to have anything to do with it at that time. Um, I just wanted to, for this to be over. Um, and I just wanted to move back to Texas at that time or move back to North Idaho. In March, it was spring break. So it's the end of March going into April because we have an RV and my son had some friends over at the time. I think he was 14, 2017. Yeah. So this one night, it was 12.15 and I was going to bed and I called my son and I said, listen, because uh, if y'all are going to stay in the RV, if you need, need to go to the bathroom, that's fine. Just, you know, don't take off because these kids, let me tell you what, these kids will get on these four wheelers and they will like in, in the dead of winter, in the snow, they will like go down the road and they will go to like their friend's house on the other mountain, Oh, you know, going up a mountain. But usually I'd call that parent and the parent would come down, you know, uh, like this one friend of his, uh, he lived kind of on top of this mountain. So Justin would have to go through our dark road, down two other dark roads, dirt dark roads, cross the county highway, which is basically like a country farm road, not like a freeway or nothing, just a two-lane little highway road. He would cross over. He would have to go down by the lake where he camped. He would have to go by where they found all the stuff. But this other back road, and then he would go through the woods. I, I find this out years later. Instead of staying on the main road, I find out years later this kid is taking a shortcut through these freaking national forests at eight o'clock at night in the dead of winter. And he's, I'm like, are you crazy? So I am really shocked I didn't end up in a mental institution. But um, so Justin would go to his friend's house. So this is what they would do in winter. They would ride the four wheelers back and forth, back and forth. So in 2018, March, I put out my audio recorder and then I went to bed. And I have some, so now I have Gunner. I've had him for six months because we got him in September of 2017. My husband put up that gate. I had that crazy crap happen where, and then, so, so now, Gunner is an, a new dog here on my property. He's not even seven months here. And I'm in bed. And then all of a sudden, he runs into my bedroom and hops on the bed. He's not really shaking or nothing. He's just a little excited. And I was like, oh, crap. I must have forgotten to close the doggy door. So I got up. At, I don't know. Maybe it was almost one in the morning. And I put the doggy door, I close it down, and I go to bed. My audio was on the front porch, on my front porch, on the rail. I have like a ranch house. The next day, I listen to my audio, and within 10 minutes, I hear a dog barking, and it's far off. And then I hear a growl, and I am not kidding. I am not lying when I tell you this. You hear a dog barking, then you hear... Uh, and then it goes uh, and this dog is barking so I'm listening to this audio and I'm thinking it's the neighbor's dog and I've heard it like three times and I'm thinking oh crap it's really like um, you know my dog at the corner of the house and I'm thinking holy holy shiza that's really crazy so then um, the next night I get the same thing and I'm thinking, well, what the crap was all that about? It just sounded pissed off. So then the next year, I get a different recording of something in my backwoods. Um, and it sounds like a silverback, you know, between a silverback and something else. And I hear um, the chipmunks start going off. This is around 11 something that I put my audio out there. And then, like, the next day when I hear it, um, and it's cold out too. I hear like um, a chipmunk, and then I hear like a like this, ah! 
it just sounds it's just it, it, it's crazy in fact i i don't even know what that is so that was something else that happened i had that weird experience where i sat up in bed because i had been i was very upset that day um because i i got in a I, you know, kind of an argument with my son because I wanted, I want to see my granddaughter, but with all this crap happening, it's a no. So I was, I was mad and I was crying. And I sat up in bed because I heard something walk to the edge of my window. And my dog was asleep, not Gunner, but this other dog that I have. And I've had him for two years. He's, a, he's also a rescue. He was sound asleep. And I just said, hmm, I said, um, I'm fine. And then I was going to get up to go look outside, but I didn't. I felt super drowsy, super, like, controlled for me to go back to sleep. Because the next morning I woke up, I was like, I woke up and I was like, what the heck? Because the last thing I remembered is, my intent to get up and to go into the kitchen because I wasn't sure what I had heard. Something woke me up. And I remembered I was trying to walk to get up, but I didn't. Instead, I laid down. So um, I know for a fact what I heard. I heard somebody walk up to the window. I don't know what it was. I saw nothing. There was nothing outside because um, my grass is just. Um, it's kind of kind of dead, um, the grass underneath my window. Plus, I have rocks there with um, like a railroad beam. I didn't see anything, uh, and it wasn't that scary. So I don't know what that means. I think I'm on a different level now with them. Um, some of the other things that I said I was not comfortable telling you is that I have gone to a um, like a farm. It's 70 acres down the road, and my friend who is Colville First Nations, she's a bartender, or she used to be, at, in Spirit Lake. So she lives on 70 acres while she's renting this house. And so I went over there a couple of years ago, and we've been, we've been friends, and she's like, um, hey, so like I have this experience. So she told me about her, sas her Sasquatch experience, and I played some audios, and her and her son, who he is ex-military also, he was like, yeah, that's what we heard. And so we live in the same mountain range, the same valley, but she's on this side of, she's on the other side of the mountain, and I'm on this side of the mountain. So we, she's heard all my recordings, and I had been to her property with another individual a couple of times, and what's crazy is that I found this marker, I'll send it to you on the corner of her property and it was like like a jack like a jack and it was forced into the ground at kind of like a marker of some kind i have no idea i just thought it was whoa it was so obvious and i saw a picture of it and i, I just took a picture of it and then i told her and her son and they found it it was actually on the other neighboring property um but that was okay they were they were able to see it and I have driven by there many times, and it's still there. Um, but, it, you know, it's, it's on private property. So I just, you know, I don't step onto the private property like I did that one day. And some other stuff has happened. Um, I was at Huckleberry Picking at Priest Lake. Priest Lake is, an, is another area that I go quite a bit in summertime to. That's close to the Canadian border. I was with a friend a couple of weeks ago. We were picking huckleberries, and I went to the bathroom, and I heard a, like, like a huff, like a, like a male huff, you know? No, there's nothing, well, heck, I don't know if it's a male or female, just a huff. And I got my camera, and I started taking a bunch of pictures, because I knew I heard something. And um, then I just went back to my friend, which was just, not around the corner, you know, around some trees. And I said, hey, did you hear that? And she's like, nope, I didn't hear nothing. And this friend, she's not into it. So I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to bring up anything. I was like, oh, okay. Well, later I get home 
and I'm looking at the pictures and I'm sending them to my friend. Now, my friend, she is Colville Nation, and she sent me a, a message. She's like, hey, this one picture of this tree, blah, blah, blah. She's like, look up in the tree. So I like look up in the tree and you can see something, but it's not clear till I blew it up. And the only thing I'm going to tell you is that if you have you ever seen the predator where it's like a shimmer? No. Okay, I've there's a movie. Okay, there's a movie called Predator. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so if you watch that movie and it's like you, you can see something there, but you can't see it because it's yeah. it's like bending okay. light. Yes. So this picture, I blew it up. Holy crap! There, it, some people, a lot of people have seen it, and some people don't see nothing, and that's that's the damn truth. And I see it very clear. There's something up there with a face, big legs, like it looks like it's sitting in a tree, and that was right above me where I was peeing. And I was like, seriously? Okay, that's like really freaky. So I blow it up and I show a couple of different people, and they all can see it clear as day. Other people can't. So I don't know. That's that's the stuff I'm talking about. So I don't know what it means. I don't know if I want to know. I don't know. People have tried to explain it to me. I don't know. And it doesn't really matter because I live here. I get up. So I don't know if I have like these new gifts or something. Some other stuff has happened. But that's like an example of what I'm talking about. And so that's it. You know, I don't I don't think that you can explain it to people. I mean, especially if they haven't experienced it for themselves. Um you know, I don't have any stories that I consider to be on the woo side. Mine's just straightforward encounter. Mm-hmm. And I still get looks like I've lost my mind, you know, so. Yeah, so I am not going to deny that stuff like that has happened. Um, so now I can, I'll go to my backwards and I'll get my phone and I'll just take pictures and. Yeah. Nothing like that, though. Nothing that prominent. Um, I've had one or two other things um, where <clears throat> I felt like I was not alone. Yeah. And I'm looking around, and I don't see anything. And then I get my... my. Um, I mean, I get it. It's just so hard yeah. to convince exactly. people. I mean, we are critical anyway. You know, mm-hmm. every time someone shows a picture, what do we do? We say it's Judge. fake. Or we yeah. say you're matrixing or oh, yeah. I think that we just need 100% proof positive evidence. I think that's probably the only thing that's ever going to convince us. Well, see, here's the thing. I'm past that point. Um, and I, I think the more people that try to go out there and like get a body and do all this stuff, yeah, you're not you're not this is what i was told specifically the more i stopped worrying about getting prints the more i stopped worrying about you know unless it was for my own like oh how 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 big is that like if you know like when he put his foot next to the print or yeah. like hmm not because i'm trying to prove something the more i just let it go but again i live here again what my area is made of um i will tell you that i did bring in I did have two friends that were um out here in June we had a fire and they stayed here till after midnight but we had like this stupid windstorm which didn't help but they heard things they heard um a couple of huffs um but then we had to put the fire out and because it was stormy and so they left and this past weekend I was going to have them back over um, which I should have done, but I didn't. So I'm still going to plan it. What I want to do is put up a, a tent in my backwoods because there's an area in the backwoods where my older son was camping. I didn't tell you all this story. And this was in 2000. We had just got back from West Virginia. His birthday is in April. He was um, out camping like the end of April. And he put up a tent and him and two other friends were in there um, camping out. And they they heard somebody walking around. It wasn't me. That's for mm. dang sure I can tell you that. It's cold in April. I ain't going to be out there. My husband wasn't, so 
I don't know when I when we told him the next day that was an S. It kind of free, freaked him out a little bit, but that was yeah. the extent of that. So so that's where I'm at right now. Um, I do not believe that they are an ape. I'm going to tell you what I was told that there are. So many things out there, not just Sasquatch. There's a lot of other things out there. And depending where you are and the situation, um, like the history of my area here, I've um, I've tried to separate the supernatural, the paranormal. Absolutely. But there's no, there's no way. I have audios that Matt from Bigfoot Outlaws. I was on his show. Um, you know, those guys are my family. We spent years out in the woods together um, before I came up here. Um, so I was on the Book Without Lost show. And um, it was, you know, we talked about that um, things I'm catching up here. Another thing that is very common is my kids have camped out on our property. And at dawn, you can hear the ooh. All right, well, let's go ahead and listen to that audio. Holy shit. Um, there's another recording. <clears throat> I'm going to send you to where you hear them going off. You hear the coyotes too. You might hear the wolves, but you okay. hear the clear distinct. And I'm talking in the kitchen. That's because my audio recorder is, is right on the, um, on the back porch. So that's pretty much where I'm at right now. And, and <clears throat> I'm just, this is it. I guess this is my life. I'm not going anywhere. Um, whatever is around here is, I accept it. You know, I'm not crazy. Um, there's a lot of things happening right now. Um, I, I will tell you that my outlook on this now is from a Native American standpoint, because I work with a lot of people from the Colville tribe and I, even though I think something is 100%, I will never say it's 100% because I have to leave that door open because you know people are going to come and go, oh, da 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 Of course. And, and, and that just gets really, you know, 
which I guess I can understand that if you're going to make claims or, and people don't know me, and if it sounds crazy, of course, someone's going to say something. So I just can't take that personally. I hear you. So, okay. Well, it sounds like you've had a lot going on. I think we're going to go ahead and, and wrap it up. So, um, we really want to thank you for coming on the show and telling us all of the things that have happened and basically putting yourself out there because we know sometimes people can be cruel, you know, and they'll say things and totally fine. Well, thank you for joining us on Mysterious Woods, and we thank Cindy Goodbreak for sharing her stories. If you would like to share your story on Mysterious Woods, you can email me, Anne, A-N-N-E, at squatchdogs.com, or you can email Big Dog. His email address is bigdog at squatchdogs.com. We hope to see you next time on Mysterious Woods.